The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, Brian Broaddus, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Wednesday, November 2nd, 2022, season 18, episode number 64. Welcome to the latest edition of the break. We're live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the start, presented by Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. And for a second day in a row, I've got Aisha Morrison. I've got Barry Church yes, joining me. Aisha's from Girls Talk, Boys Talk. Barry's from Players Lounge. Mm-hmm. And as we're doing throughout all of our podcasts, we're mixing it up this week. And uh, I think we had a really good show yesterday. I yeah, told those folks on the, on the break that you did that with me. I was like, y'all might... Y'all might want to check this out. Like, I want to get your, your, together. your seats, your seats are it's getting be hot filled. out here. Yeah, it's, it's getting you know, hot. We got some people over here that's doing some good stuff. So we're gonna finish that today. We're gonna actually get into more of that mid-year review. We got some more questions for you guys. Oh, I know that. <laughs> them, them questions had me last night at home Ooh. thinking. I could have, I could have, I could have. Yeah. I could have. I was second guessing myself. It was, it was the Quinn Dak one for me. I was yeah. like, man. It hurt me. Hey. I told you it hurt me. The funny thing is that's why I don't send the rundown for stuff like this is because I want to get your, I want to get your, your opinion without you having to put it through a filter. I want to get exactly what's on your mind. No doubt. In the moment. And, uh, and that's what I got yesterday. Got so. Riddler yeah. vibes it's going telling on you. here. <laughs> so we got some of that. And then we also will get some questions. So if you guys want to send some questions, you can hit me on Twitter. Uh, send some questions in. You can also call us. We might get to some of those in the third segment. 888-855-2297 is our number. Let's start first with uh, yesterday was the day that uh, the NFL had its deadline for trades. Uh, it went, came and went. And the Cowboys so <laughs> made no moves. No moves. How disappointed were you guys that, that the Cowboys didn't make a move? I can't I don't know I guess I was a little like disappointed just because of all of the conversation but then like when I rationalized it I was like all right I mean because you got to get over it I mean like yeah. you it, it, it's nothing you a deadline's a deadline mm-hmm. right so at this point I'm like all right this is what you got let's keep working like that's, that's how I work sorry <laughs> no doubt um I was slightly disappointed as well um especially you know after I heard all the you know Brandon Cook situation going on between the Cowboys and the Texans and how it came down to the last minute yeah. not sure if that really how it went down right, but yeah. I, I was slightly disappointed because we talked about it yesterday and you know with these wide receivers okay you got CD Lamb but if anything you know god forbid anything ever were to happen to CD mm-hmm. Lamb I mean, that that wide receiver court, you're talking about Noah Brown, you know, a Gallup coming off ACL, uh, Turpin, who hasn't really, you know, ingratiated himself into this offense yet. So, to me, you know, Cooks would have been that perfect guy to come in here and do things. But it went and it came and it went and nothing happened. So, I guess they're satisfied with what they got on the outside. And hopefully this team um, can take the most, uh, you know, the most of it. Yeah, I think that's the, the key right there is if everything goes according to plan, if everybody stays healthy, then you might be okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's that's the part that worries me. You got a lot of ifs, and then you might be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 so you just at this point you're just crossing your fingers and hoping that these guys stay healthy. You're hoping that they continue to build on that development that they've or some of that that success that they saw mm-hmm. last week. You hope that these tight ends stay healthy as well because they supplement that wide receiving core. A lot, yes. um, and that's a good. I think they are they are a strength for this team. So yeah. you're you're hoping on a lot of things. 
Hope is not a strategy. About but you're saying, hoping on a lot of things right now, <laughs> and uh, and we'll see how it goes down the stretch. It, it's really interesting because when you start thinking about the NFC, and we're going to talk about this a little later. One of the questions I have for you guys: What you think about the NFC? And uh, people talk say it's wide open. I don't know that it's necessarily wide open because you do have some teams right there at the top mm-hmm. that are pretty good. Trying to beat Philadelphia is going to be a challenge. Uh, Minnesota is going to be a challenge. Um, and I tend to believe one of those teams, whether it's Green Bay, Tampa Bay, somebody we're not talking about right now that has one of those all-world quarterbacks is going to get hot at some point. They're going to figure it out. Right. And 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 does does Green Bay get hot the week you play them next week, right? Mm. So there are all those things you got to factor into this. And, and I just don't think the NFC is just as wide open as everybody says it is. It may not be as top-heavy as, as AFC when you got those two top teams there, but it's definitely has some challenges, and the Cowboys are going to need some help to get there, I think. Without a doubt, um, like you said, it's not as wide open as people would, would, would come to think about it because there's some bad matchups for the yeah. Cowboys. And I can think of three off the top of my head. You're looking at Philly, who, who they've already gone yeah. against. They can run the ball extremely well. And we all know that's kind of the Achilles heel of this Dan Quinn defense is allowing the rush. I think they're, what, 20th or 21st mm-hmm. in the league against the run. So they got to fix that. So Philly, to me, is a bad matchup. Then you also look at what they're doing in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. They got Delvin Cook out there. Kirk Cousins is having one of his best seasons as a professional so far so to me that's a bad matchup as well and they can play defense a little bit over there they can get after the pass rusher exactly and a team that's you know right now they're in the middle but I think they're going to catch a little bit is the San Francisco 49ers we saw that last year this is the exact same season they had last year we seen it and then they got CMC out there he's starting to do his thing they can run the football as well and they're a hard-nosed defense we've seen that gives the Cowboys problems in the past so it's not as wide open as you would think there's some teams that have bad matchups for the Dallas Cowboys let's look forward to seeing what they can do against them. No, yep. you definitely named some of the, the teams that I've been looking at and just kind of how when you start when you look at Minnesota, 49ers know who they are. They have mm-hmm. an identity. You look oh, at yeah. Minnesota, they look like they're starting to find their identity again because mm-hmm. offensively, I feel like they've been very up and down the last mm-hmm. couple of years. And then also, too, you start talking about Green Bay and those places. I mean, granted, I right now when you look at what's happening with some of these teams, they're, they also are in this place where their wide receivers are young and they're trying to develop their team. So you are looking to see if they start figuring things out later in the season as you know these players develop. But when you start talking about getting into December, it's about to start looking crazy for a lot of teams because when it gets cold, a lot more guys get injured. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, your muscles feel different, your body <laughs> feel different. Like when it starts getting cold and those, and like also when you start talking about the Cowboys the, in the November, you know they have that stretch where it's like what, like three games, like twelve days or something yeah, like yeah. that. So health, I think, in this time of the year is what's going to really start making a difference with what we're going to see this NFC shape out too because everything's gravy with a lot of these teams right now like oh we ain't got nobody hurt everybody mm-hmm. fine yeah okay let's see in a couple weeks let's see in a couple weeks what everything is starting to pan out and look like yeah and and, and let's not forget about Seattle as well I forgot to throw them Barnacles, in there because well. Gino I mean, is up there he's doing yeah, his and thing. nobody expected it that's why nobody's talking about it yeah. but they are quietly they got a good defense their defense mm-hmm. is good Gino's playing good ball obviously he's got those two receivers out there they also can run the ball like this there's a lot of things about that team that that should make you a little bit concerned oh yeah the Dallas, Dallas Cowboys let me ask you guys this question last week the Cowboys make their move as far as a trade is concerned they get Jonathan Hankins and I think we all agree that Jonathan Hankins was a nice addition they for the team do you think we'd have a different opinion of what they did at the deadline if they'd have made that move yesterday as opposed to last week 
No, people no. still because. No. Well, I'm not talking about general fans because general fans they're never going to be happy. We oh, know that. <laughs> like they're not going to be happy. We know that. So you asking? About I'm saying. Us. I'm saying you guys. Would, would you? And both you guys said you were a little disappointed. I also was a little disappointed yesterday. They didn't make a move. But would you have felt differently if Hankins would have happened yesterday? I mean, maybe I guess. I mean, because they're addressing they they are actively addressing a need, like yeah. a real like a, right. or obviously a real need. So it's like, but. I guess I mean obviously everyone is looking for or hoping for that that splash player or or a player offensively. I think most of the worry here is def- offense rather for most people. So the addition for, to the defense would be like it was great. Like I think it's fantastic, but I think obviously like the wide receiver position is what people are worried about right now. No doubt. Uh, I think I would have felt a little bit better if it happened like now because it happened. <laughs> like you know, <laughs> it happened. You know, last week, and we're thinking. I know it's early. Him, you know, just being here, we're thinking. Okay, he's gonna come in here and make an immediate impact for this rush defense. He came in there, and Chicago still put up 240 yards on the ground. He, but when so he was in there, though, like, yeah, but you know, and I saw there, this. He... I'll throw this out. Michael Gelkin uh, covers the, the the Cowboys for Dallas Morning News. Uh, he put out an interesting tweet, and I thought it was really, really well done because he, he what he said in the tweet was basically he broke down the number of plays when Hankins was on the field versus when not, and when Hankins was on the field, they averaged 3.5 yards per carry, and he had kind of this video montage he put together of the different plays that Hankins was out there. Yeah, he wasn't. It wasn't nothing coming through there. Like he, he, was, he was manning that middle of that see defense. Teams that like we talked about yesterday, like it's good for them to be putting out like this better tape. I think it's going to be important for people to see that if you don't, if you don't double team him, yeah. I mean, lights out because he's definitely he has the ability to get off of off of blocks and definitely get in there and make tackles. And yeah, and the question sure. becomes how much can can he take right? If he is, if he's getting, if the number of uh, of snaps that he got this last game is indicative of what he's going to get down the stretch, and that still leaves you exposed quite a bit because, as you said, they still put up two hundred and forty yards, right? If if you think you can increase that, and he's actually going to be out there a lot more, now you can feel like, okay, as the Cowboys, you can feel like, okay, we might solve this problem because we know with time he'll get more snaps, and with more snaps, we think our run defense will be a lot better. Otherwise, teams will just say. When Hankins is out there, we're not going to run as much. Exactly. And when he's on the sideline, hey, load him up. Let's go. Let's get you know? going. And, and that's the thing. You know, can he be – you know, I'm not looking for him to be a, a three-down lineman because, you know, every down, you know, the yep. pass rush and all that stuff, I understand that. There's going to be some rotation in there. But can he be a first and second down run stopper for the entirety of the game? Yep. That's what it's going to come down to conditioning-wise. Is he going to be able to take that beating? Because being a big body in there, he's there to basically make sure those offensive linemen don't get to the second level and gobble up in running lanes. So he's going to be taking hits left and right from double teams, all types of stuff, trying to move him out of the way. Can he take that punch? Punishment for the entirety of the game and for the rest of the season. I mean, the jury's still out on that. But for him, like you said, 3.5 yards a rush while he's in there, that's huge for this rush defense overall. Well, I also think that takes some pressure off of Bohanna, who's been playing, you know, a lot more nose, I guess, than what he would normally do. Not having a true, like a true nose in there right mm-hmm. now makes a difference. So I would wonder if they're going to be able to find some packages that work, you know, with Bohanna there and maybe Neville next to him to kind of put some more size in there if he's not out that's there. That's a big middle right there. It, it is. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely but like when you're talking about the run defense that's the biggest concern yep. but I do like I said like teams teams should see that running up the middle when he's there is is probably gonna not probably not gonna be your best bet you might want to run it there yeah. you know? he, he might just be the best two gap guy you got on this team oh my goodness because the decision making yeah and they, you just saw you saw it on some of those plays but I mean he's on the right side he's showing right and then they go left, and he immediately flashes left, and he's right there in the way, right? It's and and for a big guy, 
uh, and, and a number of times he's taken double teams. So he's doing everything you want a traditional big guy in the middle, mm-hmm. one technique type guy be, to be able to do. He's doing it. He showed that in that last game. The question is how much can they use him? How often can he be on the field? And when he's off, how much is the decline if he's off the field? And, and, and I love the addition because, you know, he's a vet and he understands his role. You know, a lot of guys go in there, oh, I'm getting after the password. I got to get a sack. Yeah. I got to get these numbers up. So you're not really doing what you're supposed to do as a unit. But this guy, he understands, like you said, he's sitting there holding that two gap. Mm, let me shed this guy to the right. Mm, let me shed this guy to the left. I'm not necessarily concerned with getting too much upfield to get after the quarterback because a lot of times that's what happens in a run defense. You see guys just, oh, my, my ears are pent back. Let me get after this pass rusher. And that creates lanes for the running back to get through. If you got a guy like Hankins in there that understands his responsibility, understands how to play as a unit, mm-hmm. it should prove huge dividends for this defensive line and his defense overall. I yeah. think that's important too. Like, I'm sorry if I no, can answer that point. I think that's important too when you talk about the locker room. You got a lot of young players on that defensive mm-hmm. line, right? And and so um, this is actually something that I heard Tank talking about on 105.3 Defend, just, you know, mentioning like the gap integrity and stuff like that and, and guys kind of chasing, you know, in some of our words, chasing sacks and just, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so I think it's important that he's coming in here and he's kind of set – he sets the the tone, sets the precedence for, hey, this is this is your responsibility. This is what you play. Um, we talk about just bringing veterans and how Jason Peters, you know, with left ta- with the left tackle Tyler Smith. I think it's a similar situation with this young DT room mm-hmm. for him to come in here and be like, play your assignment, like to show what playing your assignment does mm-hmm. and how consistently how what that does for you and your team. And you know? he's got the skins on the wall. I've been here ten years. Tracking, you, yeah. you can do this, <laughs> and you can play for a long time in this league doing your job. And, you don't have to have the sacks. You can and, do your job mm-hmm. and, and play a long time. Yeah, and two gapping is not uh, an easy technique no. to yeah. just gather. It, I mean, honestly, we saw in 2020 when, when guys were two gapping, it was lay struggle, right? So mm-hmm. it's like, hey, um, for him to come in here and do that well is going to be important for this team. So yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, one other thing I wanted to hit real quick before we take our break. Uh, Cowboys did make a move yesterday. They released Tristan Hill. Mm. Were you guys surprised at all by that move? Honestly, so listen, this is a dope thing because right. y'all know I'm new here, right? So yeah. like on my YouTube uh, in like March, I said like, you know, Tristan Hill's going to make this team. Because like, <laughs> the, the ferocity he plays with, the motor, all that stuff points to like what Dan Quinn still like. And I think that's why he continued to try to, you know, develop and everything. But I was surprised. I was like, dang. I was I was like dang it was it was kind of random but then I thought about it it makes sense given you know what's going on at the DT position obviously you're trying to get more size in there trying to really stop the run uh, Tristan is more of a um, you know pass rush guy you mm-hmm. know get up field guy really aggressive guy so to when it made sense because you get so much pass rush like maybe you're not really looking for a lot of pass rush from your DTs right now so the move made sense it still was shocking to me in some degree to some degree yeah without a doubt it definitely made sense and you know I wasn't too surprised by this because mm-hmm. if you look at it even though you know Tristan Hill was having a great start to his young career if you look at what he's done in three and a half years with the Dallas Cowboys I mean 33 tackles and a half a sack you know with that type of production and as deep as this defensive line is it's going to be hard for him to get on the field and with that being said you know Hey, I mean, hopefully, you know, he finds, you know, where he's going, you know, after the Cowboys. But with that type of production, it's going to be hard to crack the lineup. Yeah, and I don't think he ever really fulfilled what they expected out of him being a second-round pick. I think Mm -hmm. their expectations were that he would be way more involved, way more productive, uh, as you were talking about, uh, than he's been. So, again, when you're talking about a room that's deep, when you're talking about a defensive line that's deep, when you talk about defensive linemen now that might be coming back here soon in Terrell Basham, mm-hmm. like there's a lot of things that you have to consider. 
And I just think that it just was, you know, hey, this is this is just the way we have to go because that's where we are with this player. And um, different regime. I mean, that yeah. matters. Like, yeah, I mean, it matters. Guy. Like, when yeah. you start looking at, you know, this locker room, a lot of these guys are – are guys that have been drafted here like in this last couple years. So I just feel like it's I think it mattered that he came from a different regime and the way that Dan Quinn plays defense is what he's teaching. So maybe they just, you know, like I said, maybe they want to just beef up in the middle and go about their business. Yeah. All right, we'll we'll take our first break when we come back. We'll jump into our mid-year review. We got more questions for these guys. Uh, we'll do it when we come back. DallasCowboys.com radio. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite and 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller Time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Back to the break. Multi-Grammy Award-winning global superstar Ed Sheeran comes to AT&T Stadium on Saturday, May 6th to kick off his 2023 Mathematics Tour. Sheeran uh, will be accompanied by special guests Khaled and Dylan. Uh, get your tickets today at SeatGeek.com, the official and the official ticketing provider of AT&T Stadium. Welcome back. It is the second segment of The Break Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at The Star. We're presented, this segment is presented by Blockchain.com. Let's get to our mid-year review. Here's some questions for you guys. The first one, the player who has been, uh, who is, who's been newly added that will provide uh, the most for this team down the stretch on the defense the options are Jonathan Hankins or Damone Clark. Mm. Barnacles, but one begets the other. 
Yeah. Okay, you only can choose one. Mm. <laughs> Putting you on the spot. I you know. only can choose one. Tater tots. What's more important right now? <laughs> I love your one. <laughs> I love the one-liners. <laughs> I'm trying to think what's more important right at this point in time. I think was, I don't. Maybe it doesn't make sense football-wise, but I think what's hurting you more right now with plays downfield and making your cornerbacks having to come up and tackle in places where maybe they shouldn't be having to tackle is the linebacker position. Okay. So Damone Clark for you. Yeah. All right. Okay. <laughs> I love that. I love that. I love that decision because, like we talked about yesterday, I, you know, LVE Bar. I love what they're doing out there. They're solid. They're playing well sideline to sideline, but. At that point of attack, I just don't see it. You know, mm-hmm. I just see the leaky yardage. You know, we saw the other day when Montgomery, you know, LV made a heck of a tackle on the open yep. field. But, you know, if Montgomery doesn't fumble that, he's falling forward for extra three, four yards. And I've seen too much of that. But with that being said, I got to go with Hankins. I got to go with Hankins out here. And we get, we just talked about it, how when he's on the field, his presence in the, in the run game is, is outstanding. You know, he's like you said, he's shedding blockers out there, stuffing these run lanes, making sure these offensive linemen aren't getting to the second level to go against our second-level defenders, LVE, Barr. When you get those walk-down safeties, Curse mm-hmm. and, um, and Wilson, as a former safety, I'm telling you, when you get down there and you got a clear view of everything, it makes your job a heck of a lot easier. Because when you got those offensive linemen coming up at you, your first initial thought is you got to avoid because you're a smaller guy. You got to avoid, and that creates an even bigger lane for the runner to do that. So I got to go with Hankins. He's keeping those offensive linemen off our second-level defenders, and hopefully he can do that for the remainder of this season. He's wrong. Well, no. you know, here's the interesting thing, though. Doing me. If, if <laughs> Damone Clark ends up being what he was projected to be, I'm a faint. Then, then I think Damone Clark may actually provide more because I think if he can become that, he is an every down type. We talking about this year or like in, few, well, in the future? But that's what I'm saying. Okay. I don't know. And I don't know how fast he can, he can acquiesce to that. What I will tell you is this is a guy, we noticed this back during training camp. Obviously, he was, uh, he was not playing, was not practicing mm-hmm. at all. He was over on the sideline. I don't think I've ever seen a player do this. He was on the sideline during training camp practices, watching the defense and kind of mimicking what he would be doing in these situations. Mm-hmm. Like he is taking mental reps while he is not going to play for six, seven weeks, yeah. but he's taking mental reps in in training camp practices and literally working his body and trying to get muscle memory for, okay, on this play, I see this, I do this, this is how I react, this is how I respond. And that that spoke volumes to me. And by the way, it might not be a big deal. But to me, what it said was, this is one of those guys that just loves the game. Mm-hmm. He just loves the game. And when you find players who just love the game, I have a feeling like if they've got the talent, then that's the ones that become really, really good. Oh, without a doubt. Because they will pour everything they got into. And you talk, we talked to uh, him and we talked to uh, Micah after the game. And, and both of them were talking about their relationship and how their relationship started. Mm-hmm. Immediately after he got drafted, he hit up Mike and he like, hey, man, I want to get on your wing. Like, you know, I need to know what's going on. You know? yeah. And he can't, he's not even going to be playing. But he's already – and Micah said, you know, and we're always you know, spending time. He's all, he's, and Micah was the one that said he loves the game. He just loves football. So when you start thinking about it from that perspective, I'm like, I, I'm not going to put anything past Damone Clark. Okay. And the talent certainly is there. I think he's a guy that most draft analysts said would have been a first, second-round pick, but not for the injury. So I, I'm looking at that and saying, 
you know, Barr might be – he might want to hurry and get back. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> the more time he's out, the more ch- time this young buck has an opportunity to maybe step in there and show him something. And, and again, one of the things about him that you know is he was in, – in what they talked about is in pre-draft was not only is he good at, at stopping the run as far as a tackler, getting to the ball sideline to sideline – He's also good at coverage. Mm, so, again, huge. he becomes a player that maybe is out there on every single down. If he can get to that level this year, toward the end of this year even, that's going to be as valuable as any other thing on this team, especially if he's a playmaking type linebacker. Yeah, he's early. I mean, he's, I mean, like, to our, I guess to our standards in our minds, like, he's early. Mm-hmm. But I think that is a testament of his uh, work ethic. I talked about it on our show, shouted him out, like, can't discount like this his work ethic um, and how he got here. But when you look at his history, I mean, I don't know a whole bunch about LSU because I don't listen. I'm just now getting the college ball, y'all. Don't get, Bri- don't get Brian started. It's too many. My Brian's on my show. He's an LSU guy. It's too many we'll options. Talk forever about <laughs> but, LSU guys. But you know, um, from my knowledge, him wearing that number 18 yeah. is a big deal. So player, when, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So when you start looking at LSU, some of the great players we've seen come out of that yeah. that uh, college in this last couple of years, especially. Hey, man. You got to think like it's not just about the football, right? So I'm not surprised by that, the fact that he was even doing that. I'm also not surprised at this fact that he out there because people have spoken so highly of him. I, I took a deep dive after we drafted <laughs> after the Cowboys drafted yeah. him into his character. Um, but I do I do agree with you that this guy is like his right now. He's just playing instinctively. He just, you know, but um, Dan Quinn, I think, even talked about. No, not Dan Quinn. It was uh, George Edwards mm-hmm. talked about him even, you know, reading some things correctly that maybe he was wasn't, they maybe they didn't expect for him to just know already, but that lets you know he's in his books. I think the processing is something that he's going to work on and continue. And because he's kind of early, he has almost half of a season, mm-hmm. possibly, to come in and start getting those mental reps. And who better who better to be paired with than Micah? It sounds like they're like-minded because it's mm-hmm. one thing that Micah yeah. talks about, his love for football, and he talks about it being played the right way, you know, the correct way. So I think that it's interesting that Micah is an, is an example out here like um, for what players want to be. So yeah. I'm excited to see the, those guys together. I didn't know that. That's good yeah. to know that they are already are gelling and, and connecting like that. And another thing to note, I don't know if you guys saw it. I saw a tweet earlier this week. can't remember who it was from, but they said that uh, Next Gen Stats had him running in this last game. Had Damone Clark running at, I think, 22 point oh, yeah, something he can miles run. per hour. He oh, was yeah. moving. He can run. The fastest that any player on the Cowboys has run this season. Mm. That that tells you a lot. And, and Michael even said, and you know how competitive Michael is. He's like, yeah, he's faster than me. Like, he, he even admitted it. Mm. And that's... That Demon Clark can run, so you get a linebacker that can really you run. Get that horizontal Once they figure speed. it out, and and the game slows down a little mm-hmm. bit for them, mm-hmm. look out, man! I'm mm-hmm. telling you, this is gonna be this is going to be quite a pick for the Cowboys. And I don't know if you're gonna see the full extent of it this year or wait till next year, but at some point, this one's gonna pay off. I think. Yeah, really you, you'd love off. to see it. And and what makes that quality you talk about is him being, you know a learner. He's coachable out mm. there and he loves to learn and everything like that because there's some guys like myself when I was playing I treated it like a job. Like This is my job. Like I, I, I liked football but I wasn't in love yeah. with football and there's other guys that go from good to great like Sean Lee. He he was entrenched in football. Like He, he took it here. He took it home. It was everywhere. He, football. It was his life. It was football and that's what made him so great. So hopefully, you know, Damone Clark, he can have those same characteristics where I love the game. I want to learn about the game. I want it to be a part of me 24-7 and it sounds like he has that mentality already. All right, next question for you guys. If Tyler Smith, I'm sorry, Tyron Smith returns in December, who would be your starting five offensive lineman? 
Barry, you go. Uh, Don't just be staring at me. If if Tyron Smith comes back, back. if he's back in December, my starting Mm -hmm. offensive line will be Tyler Smith at the left guard, um, McGovern at the uh, left guard, or I'm sorry, Tyler Smith at the left tackle, McGovern at the left guard, Biotish at the center, Zach Martin at right guard, and uh, Terrence Steele at the right tackle. So Tyron is not getting his job back. No, he's not getting his job back. And and the reason I say that is because by that time, this unit will have already jailed. Mm -hmm. And they're playing good football right now. As you see, they're protecting Dak Prescott out there. They're moving people out of the way for this running game to get going. I understand the player that Tyron Smith is when he's healthy. He's a heck of a player, Hall of Fame resume. I get all that. But as this unit, they're gelled right now. I don't want to see because that's going to be a rotation. In an offensive line, you can't really have a rotation like that. Like I hated when they had Peters rotating in Mm -hmm. from McGovern. Like let the guy get established in the game. Let him get that momentum. Let him understand how the play calling's going and get a feel for the game. When you guys rotate like that, it gets people, you know, out of whack. You know, I can see if it was a D-line. Because D-line, you got to rotate. You got to get fresh bodies in there to get after the quarterback. But there's some units where you don't need to rotate. And to me, safety, you don't need to rotate. Secondary, like corner, no rotation. Linebacker, no rotation. Offensive line, no rotation. To me, stick with the unit that's getting things done. When you add a guy like Tyron Smith in there, I understand Hall of Fame resume me, like I said, but I just think it'll mess up the gel a little bit. And these guys right now, they're understanding the strengths and the weaknesses of each other. All right, I got to help this guy on this play because he, you know, he's, he's not as strong here. Or I got to make sure this guy has my back because I'm kind of weak in this situation. They understand each other's strengths and weaknesses out there. And I think if you add Tyron Smith in there on a rotation basis, I just think it'll mess up the whole continuity of the offensive line. So I understand he's a Hall of Fame player, but to me, keep that unit going. They're playing pretty well right now. Yeah, it's the struggle of the conversation of uh, best five yeah. right now, right mm-hmm. now. And I do think um, Cowboys got some some road games coming up here later in the season that I think the communication and stuff is going to matter on this offensive line. And when you do start talking about continuity, again, like I think that is important moving into – some of this latter part of your season when you're going to be going to places like a Lambo and all these mm-hmm. like it's it's loud in these places and and so also um I think that was a problem when you start looking back at last year I think that was a problem that arised in the um 49ers game is that the offensive line there was communication errors mm-hmm. everywhere and I think that was a product I think the the false starts and the mistakes were a product of a lot <clears throat> of miscommunication and also when you start talking about your offensive line it's not just about the offensive line it's about your quarterback too mm-hmm. and your quarterback is just now getting back and starting to gel with these guys and get that cadence together and get that timing together so I also do worry about you know them coming in will bring in Tyler in, Tyler Tyron and, and um, Tyler being moved, um, I still I don't know. I still think it's still a possibility just because of the seniority that's involved mm-hmm. and stuff. But I agree with you, Barry, that if you don't want to break up that continuity, this is pro- that probably is the best bet to just keep t- Tyler where he is and have McGovern there. But th- how do you find ways to? Do you find ways to get Tyron on the field? They're going to find a way. I'll tell you this. <laughs> and you, you heard Jerry Jones. He was on uh, 105.3 The Fan uh, earlier this week. And I heard him say when they asked him about Tyron Smith, uh, he said, look, you know, Tyron, Tyron, it's hard to think. And actually it might have been Steven now that I think about it. But it was one of the two of them. And he said it's hard to imagine that Tyron Smith is not one of your top five offensive linemen. <clears throat> so he's going to play football is what we would expect. Now, and here's the deal. I, I do expect because – of being around here so long and seeing how things are typically done, it would be it, I would be shocked if Tyron doesn't come back and get his job back yeah. because mm-hmm. I just think they kind of operate like that around here. Now, 
I agree with you, Barry. I don't think it's necessarily the right answer. Yeah. And the reason why I don't is more so about the future. If you are if you know Tyron is not your long-term answer, which I think everybody agrees that that's probably the case. He's toward the end of his career. And you've now identified his his the solution. Yeah. Like, you've already identified it. He is playing well. Now, he's not perfect. Mm-hmm. I get that. But he's playing well. I don't want to sit that guy down. Ooh. I kind of want to get him out there. Now, there's also the convention of the, 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 the wisdom that sometimes people say, well, sometimes a young guy can learn after he's played some. Sitting down a little bit sometimes can give him a chance to kind of take his breath and learn even more from the sideline. And 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 I don't know if that I necessarily buy that mm-hmm. when you're talking about an I offensive lineman. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, I would rather just keep the guy going. And I'll, I'll also throw in this other little thing. <laughs> going back to training camp this year, I don't think – I don't think Tyron was playing as we know Tyron is capable of playing. That's a good point. I mean, and if Tyron comes back and he's not the Pro Bowl Tyron after weeks, yeah, if he's if he's the guy that that we saw during training camp, I don't know that I want to go to that from what Tyler is doing right now to to stop Tyler's development. That's not worth it to me, in my opinion. Yeah, no, 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 no. I I also. no, I agree. I did. I guess I I've thought about that, but I hadn't. I didn't think to bring it up. Is the fact that like yeah, Tyron, when you looked at him in camp, like it, it wasn't always. Um, it it wasn't always what you expect to see from Tyron. And then also too, again, like this is an extension of what some of the things we saw later last year as well. So I just I want to be fair to the rook and his development and what he is doing. Um, and like you talk, like we talked about, Barry, it matters going into the latter part of the season that your left tackle is confident also. Like you want him to be confident in that you well, yeah, you want him to be confident in his ability. Um, and so I, I don't want to diminish that also by bringing in the, and just giving him his spot back. Like just yeah. Is that how we work here? Nah. Well, look, I thought it was a meritocracy. Well, well, you know that, and that's actually an inter- interesting point because if Tony Romo can lose his job to injury, Everybody. then anybody can lose his Everybody. job to injury, right? But y'all, but y'all know what's going to happen. Yeah. Y'all I know what's going to happen. Barry, come on. The is going to get. I don't want it to happen, but you know he's going to get his spot yeah. back. I have a hard time thinking he's not. He's, I really do. LC was that last yeah, year? Yeah. The man, you, you know, self-inflicting, five games off. Terrence Steele was playing great ball. All of a sudden, boom, he, he's back in the lineup. You, if, if you're if you're one of those favorites, they're going to find a way to put you in the lineup. And, look, I don't think it's the right thing to do, but we all know what's going to happen. He's going to slide in there on some type of rotational basis, and it might mess up the continuity, but that's what it, that's what it is what it is. It it makes, also be, go ahead. Sorry, sorry. If it makes sense in some packages, I'm not going to complain about it. But at the same time, I'm like – I don't know. I guess it just depends on what you're, who you're playing, and what it's, what, what, how Kellen uses them if he does. If it's just a situational thing, but I think that the starting five should stay away. But you know, we also, we also have to remember too that, and this is being fair to the coaches and the front office. Sometimes hard to get past history. When you have history with a guy where you know him to be great, and Tyron Smith. For his career here has been great. Mm-hmm. I mean, and they have there have been some situations where he played through injuries and was still great. And so it's hard sometimes to get your mind to get past this guy isn't great anymore. Like it's you just keep saying, I, look, he might have some struggles here or there, but I still know this guy has been great. And and so it is harder. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think sometimes you see the vet come back and the vet's gonna get his job because 
the coaches, the front office still look at him and say, man, this guy, he's just, I've seen him be great. And I trust the fact that he's going to be great. And until they are proven wrong beyond a shadow of doubt, they're going to keep rolling with the fact that he's going to be great. So, and by the way, let's also be clear. I'm not saying that Tyron Smith will come back and all of a sudden he's giving up three, four sacks a game. That's not going to be the case. Tyron Smith will be a good player. I just don't know if for a good player, I'm willing to, to, to stop the progress of my rookie. I would need him to be great for me to want to stop the, the progress of my rookie, and I'm not sure he's that anymore. Yeah, and like we talked about in camp, you know, Tyler Smith that got all his reps at guard, everything at guard, and they just threw him in the fire. And, and he's doing an excellent job, in my opinion, at that left tackle position. So, you know, why would you block that? You know, yeah. for for a guy who's, you know, on his last leg, we understand that he's dealt with a lot of injuries. And for the goal that you guys are going for, like you're going for that long run. You're trying to make it to the Super Bowl. I think continuity matters and that offensive line matters. And if you try to mess with that going into the playoffs, I think it could be uh, detrimental to your team. I think it's funny. We, I think it's funny. We've been begging for a tyrant, like a tyrant, a backup, a replacement for years now. Like, hey, you got, I need to draft another left tackle just in case, you know, just in case. Just mm-hmm. because, and you finally get one. We'll sit him down for a second. Homie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, oh, we, we see you can play. We got go sit down. Go yeah, sit down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, take, just take a breath. Just we'll take a breath. We we'll see you next year. Right, you'll be fine. Yo, just take a breath. Crazy. <laughs> All right, we're gonna take our final break. We're gonna come back, get more questions. Uh, it's DallasCowboys.com radio. <laughs> the season is finally here. For months, we've been gearing up to win. Now it's time for the team that performs on any field: United Ag and Turf. With John Deere zero turns for mowing, compact tractors for loading, mini excavators for digging, Gator utility vehicles for hauling, implements for grading, hay tools for baling, United Ag and Turf for winning. The official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com for more. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Little sweet! Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far with up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less. The satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America NA equal housing lender credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back to the break. The new era Emma Smith headwear collection is here. Choose from six different styles and get your favorite exclusively at your local Dallas Cowboys Pro Shop or online at shop.dallascowboys.com, a fanatics experience. Welcome back. It is the final segment of The Break Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star, presented by Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. It is our final segment of the week. We will not have shows for the rest of this week. Not me sad. Um, yeah, it. I'm kind of sad, but also I'm I'm kind of looking forward to a few days oh. of, doing, of enjoying, doing of enjoying nothing. nothingness. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I plan to literally get into my recliner and plant myself there for like three days. Not a recliner. What yeah. you got? What yeah. kind of rec- What's the name it's, of it? I have no idea. Something the wife bought. Like she handles all that kind oh, of stuff. But you gonna watch Texas? It is. Yeah, I will watch oh, Texas. Okay. I will watch that. <laughs> Actually. Look at Look, yes. Look, what look, you mean? Look, my team is not disappointing me this year because I don't have expectations. Okay, all right. I learned a long time ago. I don't go into the season with expectations. I'm just like I will enjoy every game as a standalone thing. And so this weekend, I'm looking forward to another standalone opportunity to watch is, my is team. Is it hard play. to do though? Like no. when, when you watch it, it's not like, when you man. don't have, not when you don't have expectations. But do you really like, not have like yes. Know. And I like literally, me and my buddies, we'll text each other like, "Man, you watching this? Yeah, I'm watching this. Yeah, you upset? Yeah, I'm upset." <laughs> But I also promised myself I'm not going to let teenagers dictate my mood. There you go. There you go. When this game is over, (laughs) I'm going to sit back. I'm going to be like, man, they messed that one up. Oh well, oh, well moving on. Teenager I love that. I did it for years. No, I did it for years though. I did it for years. I let them. I let them. They would have me hot for a whole week. I'm uh, not. I can't do it. That was them, right? It was them right here. At whole. least they grown. I'm letting kids dictate my moods. Like no, nineteen year olds out here. Yeah, I'm not Pull doing that. Together. I'm not doing that. Oh, All right, man. let's jump back in. We got some more All questions right. for you guys. I hope let's you guys get TCU. Excuse me. I hope you get K State. The TCU K State, not the Oklahoma State. Yeah, K-State. I know, I know. Yeah, I'm, I'm worried about. Hope yeah, you K-State. have a good run get, uh, defense. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and we do sometimes. Other times, it can be a problem. But Deuce Vaughn, Deuce Vaughn, Deuce Vaughn, serious. Like he is a problem. Yeah, so yeah, he's real. We'll see. How shout it goes. out to Chris. It'll Vaughn. be a fun. Yeah, shout out to Chris. All right. So um, here's the next question for you guys. More important for the second half of the season and the postseason, stopping the run on the defense or offensively scoring 30 points. Plus per game. Ain't that what the Chiefs doing? Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> it, both neither one of them are things we're consistently doing that we're consistently seeing here with the Cowboys. So, which one do you think they need more heading down the rest of the season and into the playoffs if they're going to be successful? I, I would think just the offense matching. I think, yeah, I think the scoring for the offense. You'll give better. up the run and do what they've been doing. For thirty plus points a game. Well, yeah, because in the run, I mean, like, let's people ain't just besides this past week, people ain't just scoring on you in the mm-hmm. run excessively. More importantly, like people, a, a lot of the teams are running out of necessity because they cannot do anything else. So it's like, it's a it's a matchup problem. So the so the run, like, that's, and I have to remind myself of them of that when they're getting gashed in the mm-hmm. run. You got to think, teams are 
schematically just trying to run the ball on you because they are afraid to do anything else. So when you're seeing that your run, your defense is seeing the brunt of like what's going on with that run, like it's like, okay, well, that they're dictating mm-hmm. their offensive plan to run the ball. So I think that offensively, if you add scoring more points to them already trying to dictate that, you're causing them to make two changes. Like, oh, no, we have to go pass. We have to go score. But they're already planning and pre-planning. Jess made a fantastic point on our show. The Bears have been prepping for the Cowboys game two weeks prior. Mm. So that puts in perspective for you how much teams are trying to scheme to make sure they can run the ball successfully because passing is almost like – for what? Well, they don't want to. They don't risk their quarterback. Exactly yeah, that's not. What they don't want to risk their quarterback. Yeah. But it also is. It's just difficult to have any time back there. So I would say the offense putting up points, putting up points early, because again, there's not that many teams like the Bears that are like. And even Demarcus Lawrence even talked about. It. He was like. They were still running, and, and I think they expected them to start passing. Yeah. Most mm-hmm. teams would start passing in those situations. So with that being said, you know, make them make choices, business decisions. Yeah. I got you. So are we saying that this defense is still going to be able to do what it can do, you know, holding teams to, what, 17 points or like that? Yeah. Okay, so if that's the case. I mean, honestly, that's what they've been doing. They're yeah. holding teams to point. Like, like Aisha said, they're not giving up a ton of points. Yeah. They're giving a bunch of yards, that's a bunch of rushing yards. So if they keep doing that, but they can get 30-plus points, which one do you prefer? I'm going offensively then. Yeah, yeah. let this offense get 30-some points because I, then I think you become unbeatable mm-hmm. because if your See offense that. is putting up 30-some points a game, you know, teams can't stick with the run consistently like that. We've seen Chicago, they tried to stick with the run, and they still got smacked by, what, 20-some points out there. Yep. So this defense is doing a heck of a job. You know, they may not be able to stop the run, but when it comes to the red zone, they are great when it comes to forcing teams to hit field goals instead of getting touchdowns. And I believe if you can continue with that formula and have this defense only giving up 17 points per game and you have your offense exploding, then, I mean, the sky's the limit. Because this team was still able to put up or still able to win games when your offense was struggling out there. When Dak Prescott wasn't in there for five games, your, your defense and your team was still winning because they were holding teams to such low points out there. If they're able to continue to do that by giving up maybe 150 yards rushing in the game, I'll take that as long as your offense is explosive as well. They become pretty much an unbeatable team there okay so here's what i'm gonna do we got we, we don't have much time but i gotta ask this one last question because i gotta get you guys on the record on this one which camp do you fall in because this is the biggest conversation going on about the cowboys right <laughs> now on social questions. media he made me oh pollard should get more carries or keep things as they are Ooh. how many carries did he get 14 14 yeah right. that's fine and Man. i think he'd agree after saying how winded he was after the game all right that's my thoughts on it. That's fine. I mean, yeah. 14, mm-hmm. I mean, about in that range, like, it's fine to me. And I think that's going to be good for his body and for what he does for this team. I'm good with it. Without yeah, a, maybe a few more. Sorry. Without a doubt. I'm, I'm good with that as well. 14 carries to me is good. I mean, he's that change of pace back. We understand what Zeke brings to the table. He's that tenderizer. He gets teams, you know, worn down. So then Tony Pollard comes in there and busts a big mm-hmm. one. I like where he's at right now. That 14, between 14 and 18 carries, yeah. I think you get the most out of Pollard. You're not wearing them down. You still get that explosiveness with that carry amount. So I'm good where, where it's at. And then, you know, next year we'll come to the table again. Yeah, I would even say, you know, I'm good with that, that number being between 10 and 15 yeah. a game. Like, to me, I look at Tony Pollard as the kind of guy, and this goes back, I know uh, Patrick Walker wrote a really good article yesterday where he had some time. Uh, they all, all the media talked to uh, Skip Pete yesterday, but uh, he was quoting Skip in, in some of the stuff that he was saying. And going back to training camp, this was something I talked to Skip about. He is very convicted on the idea that you need two backs, and especially when you got two backs that have two different running styles. Mm-hmm. It, it, he's, the way he describes it is, it's it's a lot different, and Barry, you probably can appreciate this oh, as yeah. being a former safety. 
your angle when you're trying to hit Dak and how you're approaching Dak. I'm not, not Dak. I'm sorry, Zeke. When he's running the ball, how you're going to to attack him is very different. Tony. Than Tony. So if you're doing that, you're hitting Zeke, you're trying to get to where he's going to be, you're trying to make the tackle, and then all of a sudden you got Pollard coming at you, your angle's all messed up, how you approach him, how you have to hit him, all that stuff is now different, and you expect you force defenses to have to adjust on the fly when Tony Pollard has the ball versus when Zeke has the ball. And he says that makes a huge difference, something he's always believed in as a coach here in the NFL. And so I, when you look at it from that standpoint, I think there's a lot being made about nothing. I don't think this is a problem. I actually think this running game is a strength. And I know people say you can get better at it, but is that really going to be better? Tony Pollard, I think, actually performs best when he's in that 10 to 15 carry mode. And, and trying to get above that, you're probably going to get a, a – it's going to be the law of diminishing returns. Mm-hmm. And then, it's better, you know, not only safeties, but defensive line as well. Because when you're you're holding on to that block, yeah. you see, all right, Zeke, I got some time to, you know, kind of play with this because he's going to hit the hole a lot slower. Then, boom, here here comes Pollard hitting that hole. You got to, you know, get off your block even quicker. So that yeah. change of pace, like you said, it works in the secondary as well as the defensive line. And I think they hit gold. This little thunder and lightning combo they got going on right now is pretty legit. Yeah, it's working. And I don't think that's something you necessarily need to mess with. Mm-hmm. There are lots of other things you can mess with on this team if you want to just go and look for things to get crazy and wild about. That's not one of them. If it ain't opinion. broke, don't fix it. Go. All right, we appreciate you guys joining us. We pre- I appreciate you guys coming in here. Oh, thanks for having me. Break, and uh, don't be a stranger. If anytime you want to come through, you're, you're more than welcome to come through. I'll kick somebody out for y'all to get oh, seats. Oh, I'm going to come bust in this one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're up for Barry Church, Aisha Morrison. I'm Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break, live on DallasCowboys.com. Radio. Oh, is which one is it? Bye. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!